Hello, welcome to Crashton Talks. Crashton Talks is a podcast by me, Chris Ashton, who's from a lovely place called Cumbernauld. Uh, this podcast is going to be kind of predominantly music based, but it won't be restricted to music. It'll be like I'm going to speak to people from like all walks of life, like psychology, like maybe TV, film, all the good stuff. Um, the reason I started this podcast is I used to be in a band called Fluorescent Hearts um, and we had like very very mediocre success we got to like do some tours and we got to got to make music videos and stuff and we were with like an independent record label um, and that all of that stuff kind of fell apart kind of became difficult to manage like five guys schedules to try and being a band that we're going to do something, so uh, through that, um, I ended up meeting a bunch of other guys who playing played in bands and stuff in the same town that I grew up in. Um, we started a function band, and we currently play weddings and functions and birthday parties, bar mitzvahs, nursery graduations, all that stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, the podcast is a sort of like upshot of um, doing music in general and along the way I've sort of met kind of cool people um, that kind of are involved in the industry uh, that I would like to to just speak to and like I've had cool conversations with some people that have done some cool stuff and uh, I've always thought in those moments it would be really cool to capture those conversations and and have them recorded for people to hear. Uh, the cool thing about this podcast is that it's not going to be um, it's going to be ad free, so that means that you get to watch this stuff uh, free if you want. Um, but I will be posting with the uh, all the videos and all the audio podcasts, like all the links. I'll be posting a link to the Patreon page where you can donate money if you feel like it. You know, if you enjoyed the episode and you think, well, I quite like that. I'm going to donate a little bit here, or maybe you just want to like subscribe, and that's what we really want. Um, see if we can get some of that fifty, sixty thousand pound a month coming out of someone's bank account to um, fund my my habits. You know what I mean? Like um, drinking coffee and um, taking long walks in the park, stalking people and stuff like that. That would be brilliant. Um, if you've got a spare sixty thousand pound lying about, that'd be great. If you're a doctor, you know, feel free to donate like. Like thirty to ninety percent of your wage to this podcast because it's gonna it's gonna really not help you. Um, you know, like if you're if you're interested in like being a doctor and stuff, I don't know what being a, doc- a doctor entails, like sitting around writing prescriptions for paracetamol and stuff like that. I don't I don't know, you know I don't know what doctors do. Um, going by the current state of politics, you know, like a doctor's job is going to vary. You know, it's going to be a lot of admin. So, yeah. I think for this episode, um, I just wanted to set up a sort of introduction, introducing you to me, introducing you to what the fucking podcast is going to be about, um, what else can I talk about, what are some of my experiences. So yeah, uh, well after after the, the sort of function band thing, right, um, I started, I got bored of 
just singing other people's songs all the time and sort of missed the live performance of playing your own stuff. So I started a band called Crashton, which is a really, really well thought out abbreviation of my first name and my last name, Chris Ashton, and I mashed them together, making Crashton, which is really, I'm told it's quite intelligent, that's quite an intelligent thing to do, so uh, yeah, I've done that. Um, and so far, I've done some cool stuff, like opened for Louis Capaldi at his uh, debut solo gig at um, King Tut's um, about two and a half years ago, and um, it was really cool, because um, I got to sit in the same dressing room as him before he had to, <laughs> Before he um before he made it to the you know the big time, um, but yeah, so um, that was cool. Um, it was weird actually. Like, I remember hearing the reason I got that gig. Like, when you start doing gigs with DF concerts, they like send you offers through as an artist. They like send a bunch of offers to loads of like people, and um. Then they they pitch it to the everyone who accepts the gig. I, I, this is what I gather happens. They they pitch it to like the booking agent, um, and at the time, obviously, Louis Capaldi hadn't become a, the massive success that he is just now. So I was able to like add him on Facebook, and then I sent him a message just saying like I'd really like to play on this gig. So I got the gig, which was good. Um, and at the time, all he had was like a song on SoundCloud that was, it was called uh, "Something in the Water," which is a line that's now in one of his songs called "Bruises." Um, but the song was called "Something in the Water," and I really liked it. It was just like a guitar and his vocals, so I was keen to like get on the gig because it was just great. Um, and then when I turned up to the gig. Uh, I think one of the bands that were originally on the, the bill had pulled out, so it was just, it was me, Louis Capaldi, but also the, the main support was the Snuts, who are also like massive now. So basically what this is, is this whole thing is just about, you know, what uh, from that gig, how come, how come Louis Capaldi made it massive, how come the Snuts are making it massive? And I'm sitting in my living room talking to a camera. That's that's what the podcast is going to be about. It's going to be a documentary about me figuring out how I'm not massive. And I don't mean in other departments. Uh, I mean, like, how come I've not got a reality TV show? Why am I having to do it, like, guerrilla style? So, uh, the other thing is, right, there's, like, American podcasters that I really like the guy called Theo Vaughn um, obviously I think most people my age watch Joe Rogan um, what other podcasts are there over there there's your mum's house or your mom's house uh, it's a guy called Tom Segura and his wife Christina P and they seem to have like this cool kind of kind of tight network of podcasters and I would just like to speak to them at some point as well, or just do something that could achieve what they're achieving over there, here. But it's sort of different because a lot of those guys are like comedians and stuff, um, and I'm by no means funny. So if I could do what they're doing, 
in some sort of musical or artistic like the arts kind of form then that would be cool um but yeah that the main the main conversation that that made me really want to do this was speaking to graham clark who's the bass player for wet 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 uh, <laughs> and uh i supported him as well under the name Crashton. Um, thanks to a guy called Mark Barrow, uh, he put on this this gig for Graham um, at Clydebank, Clydebank Town Hall, which is where Wet Wet originally from. Um, yeah, so I ended up th- from that gig. I got to support Graham again um, in East Kilbride. He done a he done like a kind of um, sort of intimate theatre show. Uh, not like not like a play or anything. It wasn't in a in a pantomime, um, like one of his other affiliates. But um, it was just performing some of his songs, and I got to support him. But backstage at that gig, we got to talking about the industry, and I just found it quite interesting that, like, I I've had like very very low key success, and he's had like major, it's like star- stardom, you know, like red carpet style stuff. And uh, I found it weird how similar our experiences of the industry were, considering that like, they, they, they've been signed to a massive record label and stuff and put out um, multi-million selling albums. So I just found it weird that I've sold like one album, they've sold like 30 million, but yet there's sort of the same struggles that are there. Some of them are just like mentally coming to terms with it something I hear all the time it seems to be quite a popular term is like this idea of uh, what's it called like imposter syndrome and uh, I believe for what I gather like a lot of famous people get it and I, I, I get it sometimes and a lot of people I know get it like where you're in the middle of like whatever it is that you're working on like it could be this like and I feel it right now talking to a camera and a microphone in my own living room but like if you're when I'm doing like weddings or like if you're working and if you just happen to get into a career that you're enjoying you sort of feel like you shouldn't be there because you know where you know where you came from and it sort of feels like you're scamming people like I, f- I feel like that sometimes like <laughs> I really shouldn't be saying this probably um, no, people, people pay f- people pay for your the thing that you're selling because they value it but because I've seen the years of work that's went into like making my voice or m- making my skills on guitar that like, I don't rate it like because I see where all the I see where all the licks come from I see where all the the nuances in my voice come from like all the singers that I, I base my voice on and it feels like it's not really mine like I, I borrowed it from loads of different people so when someone like puts value on your thing and you could I, I know you could get that from in any sort of walk of life uh, you sort of feel like I'm, I'm fucking taking these people for a ride you know what I mean why why would anyone want to pay for for this thing um, and those are the things that I, I think people that have like sort of global success suffer from probably have it like tenfold I can't imagine what that's like. Like, see when you like anyone who's been in a band that have got to tour, and you sort of like start to build a fan base. There's people that will come and see you, and they'll they'll come and see you like 
every time that you go to their town. And the book, there's like a definite feeling of these people know a part of the thing that I'm selling to them, but they don't know who I am. But they know the songs, which is a part of who you are, but they don't really, um, it still doesn't feel like they have it. I don't know if you heard that, that was a weird noise in my throat. Um, just pointing that out. In case you thought he's not going to address that, but I did. Um, yeah, I think like, where was I? I was talking about, yeah, the disconnect, so, like those those people, and like, um, there's a, there's always like a third person in my head going like, you're, you're, you're talking shit, like, because I'm talking right now, it's going, you're talking shit, um, like, I always feel, even just in conversations with people, like I feel like I I'm I'm just not, I, I can't be present because I'm too busy thinking about what what are they thinking of me in this conversation? Do I have spit in my lips? Am I saying the right words? Am I using the wrong words in the wrong context? Are the right words in the wrong context or the wrong words in the right context? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. This is what I mean. So, like, when, you, when you're when you travelling with a band and you're going to all these places and people are, like, so, like, so happy to, to first, of, first of all, meet you because they've listened to your music, but then there's a thing that they think they know about you and it's, it's good and it's flattering when you're in that position, but I can't imagine what that's like when you're, like, a super famous musician. You know, like what? What does like John Mayer think? Because he's not. Ju- he's not just like he's famous for being John Mayer as much as he's famous for being a fucking incredible like guitar player and songwriter. So it must be like really hard. And that the, the, I think that's like one of the things I want to try and touch on in this podcast is like the main theme will be music. It'll always be music, but I'd like to talk to people from other walks of life. That's why I was I mentioned psychology at the start of it because there's something different that people at that level they must like have different coping mechanisms than the average person like because we can all relate to working in like retail or whatever and how how difficult it is to just turn up and put a smile on just when you're having to deal with fucking arseholes all day like (laughs) I used to work in Asda it was my first job and um, I worked in I worked in like the home and leisure part, so it'd be like where the DVDs and all that stuff is and uh, I remember someone coming up to me and they were like, they couldn't find fucking barbecue sauce, and they're like, do you know where the barbecue sauce is, and I was like, in my head I'm going, I go and fucking look where the barbecue sauce is, like go to the go to the fucking sauce aisle and find barbecue sauce uh, but they're asking me where the barbecue sauce is, and I said no, I'm sorry, I don't know where the barbecue sauce is I've, i I work in home and leisure, as you can see. And they said, this is disgraceful. I knew I should have went to Tesco. But in your head, you're thinking, I don't give a fuck. Like, I might work for Asda, but I don't give a fuck about fucking Asda or Tesco. I'm just fucking here to get a wage. So, but but you can't do that, is what I'm saying. You have to, like, go, <laughs> oh, sorry, really sorry. 
Um, but you can go to Tesco and um, maybe they've got it. Sorry. So like, imagine that, but just magnified. But that, right? But you're also in a position that you want to be in, where, like, it's sort of like hand in hand with what you want to do. Because that's the thing that I found difficult with it is like that. I I was turning up with my band to play the songs that we had written, and I wanted to be there. And I wanted like people to listen to my band. I even wanted to go out and fucking talk to people, and like and some sometimes we'd sign stuff and like I wanted to be in those positions, but like there was just something about it that just wasn't fulfilling. I think, and I think it's the reason that like for so long after Fluorescent Arts, the band that I was in, I haven't tried chasing anything else to that degree because it like. If, if being in a band was just, like, playing stadiums and going back to your fucking three-bedroom house with no hassle, then that would be cool. But there's so many aspects of it that I'm sure throughout the uh, throughout the life of this podcast I'll get to explore. Um, but yeah, so I think this has been quite a quick... Uh, little thing. I wasn't expecting to go on a rant like that, which is alright because I'm quite an awkward person, so it's good to know that I can talk shit. Um, but if you're interested, uh, please like. So you don't need to like anything. Try commenting. If you thought that this was a load of shit, please let me know, and uh, I'm going to still do it anyway. Um, but I would like to know that you think it's a, a load of shit, um, and share it. If you have a chance, do you see that? That's a Freudian slip. I said, share it. If you think it's a lot of shit, that means don't share it. Alright. Yep. So I'm going to go now, but but my voice is breaking. Because that's what happens when you hit 30. You go through puberty part 2. Eh... Yeah, I'm going to go, and if you want to keep up to date with the podcast and all of that other stuff, it will be available on all sort of, like, modern audio streaming podcast sites, like Spotify and iTunes are the main ones. I don't know if people use, like, Deezer anymore or any of that stuff, but I'm sure it'll be there. Uh, I'm going to, with this video, it's a sort of, like... I'm just using a basic camera just so that there is a video aspect of it. But that'll be available on YouTube and a couple other places. So you'll be able to watch it. Uh, yeah. And if you like what you hear and you fancy, you fancy, you just fancy looking at it or listening to it, then it'll, it will be readily available. And I'll also post the Patreon link, which is the most important part because everyone, everyone needs money.